So, by the way, it's it's funny what we were just talking about, about what happened with you and Wally. I mean, I yeah. hate that that happened to Wally. Yeah. Because it was live. Yeah, it was, um, it was brutal. So, yeah, <laughs> left him hanging. But it's funny because I was just thinking about calling you earlier today and thinking about maybe doing something live. But now I'm totally rethinking that whole thing. No, I think live would be great on a the Thursday night. Fun. Like I think it'd be fun I to do something I, live and like turn on the chats and let people. I like... think I, I think it would be awesome, dude. When we do ACL live every Monday, the chat, you know, it's it, they're going crazy and you know having Wally and and people that actually pay attention to it, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have a tendency not to because a I'm kind of engrossed in the conversation we're having, and then b yeah. I just. I, if I see something negative and I react to it, I mean, maybe that is better. Maybe that's a better show. I don't know. Cause well, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you just, because it's just raw, right? I mean, it's just, just out there. I mean, you can't take it back. Right. It's kind of da- dangerous. It's kind of dangerous. Exactly. Cause you know, <laughs> especially I, for you, I know I will, I will, I will let things go a little more than you. So that's, that's why it scares me. But um, I mean, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think people would love it. I mean, all we'd have we seven, so we'd have we seven like... people. What we should do is we should do it uh, on location at like a national or something. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, but then all the people who would chat us would be it, actually it, there working. So we'd get nobody. It, it, it'd be Thursday night, right? Except I mean, Jade. Thursday night, eight o'clock. Oh, you mean do it? You mean when the show would actually air live on the ACL network and YouTube? Yeah, now that would be fun. Mm-hmm. Do a Thursday night show, and we do it from a national. It's it's the night before everything kicks off, and yeah. we could do a live show and have you know the live chat going. I think it'd be a blast. And if we wanted, we could even go a step further, right? And we could do it from the floor where the streaming would be, or we could you know I don't know if we could go over if David would let us use. It would be kind of tough over there. On on that floor, even if I don't even know if it would be set up yet, the floor would be set up. I don't know if David and his guys would be completely set up, but I think it'd be fun. But so, what happens if you go live and, and everything's cruising that room and no one's there? The yeah, someone's always going to be there. There'll always be one or two people. Now, I mean, we've had it on ACL Live before, where you know, usually what happens is the chat gets going and then the chat forgets you're talking. Right. Someone will say something, you know, quasi controversial. You yes. know what I mean? And then the they're just arguing. The, the chat's arguing. Right. They're just <laughs> arguing like we're still talking. We've moved on. Care. We're we're down the road. They're arguing about whatever that was for like 15 minutes. But I mean, it would be fun. That's hilarious. I love that. It, I think it would be a lot of fun. So would we have to we'd have to tell people, right, that we're going to go live. Right. We might even have to market it. Which actually, well, which which actually goes into yeah, right, which which, which is, is pretty much just you and me putting it on Facebook, right? Exactly. Which which actually goes into a topic that I wanted to discuss with you today. Okay. So, okay. I I've been having like serious considerations of going. Well, I think I've pulled back on this a little bit about just going off social media. Hmm. I don't think I can for work, but 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 but, but why? I think why I'm required you? to from work. I think they want but, me but, to but, know but, what's going on in the world. Yeah, in, in our cornhole world. But are we? Are we required to? I, I think I'm strongly. I'm strongly encouraged to. 
because I've, I've what thought do you do of, with it. What do you do with it? I, I find out what people are talking about and I take that information and I spread it thusly. Mm. You know, I, I mean, I'm. Yeah, I, I guess I'm thinking of. I, I'm, I'm connected to a great number of people in the cornhole world. And, you know, sometimes those people don't share things the way they would in a forum like for ACL pro, pros only or, you know, yeah. constructively. So you kind of have to know what people are talking about. Now, am I telling secrets and I'm going to lose half my friends tomorrow because I'm a spy? Maybe. But I mean, if you're out there being a dumbass and saying things you shouldn't say, I see it. I'm going to be like, hey, man, this is what so and so is saying out there. Someone yeah. may want to talk to him, you know, or her. But I mean, it, 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 I mean, it hasn't this... happened that often, but it's been once yeah. or twice. Yeah, it's it's uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll just be honest with you. I mean, it, it's exhausting to me. It really is. Really? Well, and, I mean, what, and I don't, what, what and I don't, about it? What about don't, it? Don't you like? I don't like. It's heavy. It's heavy. It's it's. Um, I don't. I don't feel like it's real. Um, I don't know. What's, are you talking about the news aspect of social media, or are you talking about just yeah, just, just human problem. interaction? Like, yeah. I mean, just just everything. Like, and now don't judge me. I mean, there are there are things that that cause you anxiety, and social. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm not judging you. I'm just I'm for curious. some reason it just it does. It makes me anxious. It makes me feel anxious. Like I don't like it. I would rather have conversations with people. I would rather like like if I need to know something about the sport. Like it was about I don't know four months ago, right? When we were debating the whole dirty bag style play versus right. slide style, and so I just started calling some of the players. I love calling Noah. Wooten, right. Having sure. a conversation. I love calling that guy. I love calling Jamie Graham, whoever. I mean, I, I, I love calling and having a conversation. About You're older. It. I don't, I know, I know. And that's, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I mean, just being that, you know, get off my lawn guy. And <laughs> I mean, I just don't like it. It's just, it just exhausts me. I don't know why. I just don't, it's a, that's I, so I don't, funny. You know, because I would love to know. I would like to know. talking on the phone. I, I would love to know if anyone else out there feels like I do. I'm sure. And, and, and would be honest about it. Jeff, I, I mean, would say, I would, I would say, I would say a lot of people in our generation feel the way you do, if not most. Yeah. I, I would say that I, the only reason I ever got on social media was because of work. I wasn't on Facebook in 2007 or 2004 or five, whenever it really took off. I wasn't on Instagram when it first came. I wasn't on any of this stuff when it first came out. I mean, I remember I got my first Facebook account in 2010 for work. Yeah. It had been around for, you know, it had been around so long that everyone in our generation had stopped using Facebook. The only one that I say that I truly enjoy would be Twitter. Just, just from a news perspective, because everything's instantaneous, but all yeah. the opinion and all the editorial that, yeah, comes, that comes with, yeah. But I mean, you have to, you have to pick and choose because obviously, all right, let's go behind the curtain since we're talking about it. The cornhole world tends to be remarkably conservative politically. I don't think that's news to anyone. I don't think that's a news flash. Some of them are very alt-right, way right. I'm friends with them. The way the algorithms work is because if you look at the majority of my friends and what they post, I'm friends with them. Therefore, I'm going to get that information and those advertisements sent to me. I don't want it. I don't want to read that crap, especially when half of it's just made up. I, mean, I don't want it, but it comes with the territory. So you, I guess you kind of have to pick and choose, you know, just, just realize that, man, it's nonsense. 
you know, use 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 more than one way to find out news. Use more than one way to get an opinion. Use you know, if you, if you get stuck in those echo chambers, and that's what they become, right? If all you're looking at and all you're saying and all you're hearing is the exact same thing, then yeah, you start to believe, well, this is what's real. Everything else is a lie, right? And I think that's yeah. the danger of social media. But I I'm still even, like yeah. Twitter. Yeah, I, st- I, I still do. And and I I'm not even. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's more difficult. Maybe I just need to talk to somebody. Maybe I need to sit down on the couch with somebody. Where's where's I, me, Sean? I need her. What I, I, mean, I guess what I'm saying is I I feel the pressure. I, I don't I don't mind what what people post. Um, I mean they're all they're all entitled to to do it. Um, I guess you're right. I mean with the ACL and with cornhole, it's a bit different. Like with football and basketball, I am I am I am fed all the information that I need via email. I get I get pages and pages. I I get more information right. from teams and leagues. Then I can even use in a broadcast. It's right. all handed to me in, you know, via an email. Um, and then on game day, you know, I can talk to the SID. I can talk to the coaches. Um, yeah. And you're right. I guess in Cornhole, it's different because we don't have that. We don't have a media relations director feeding us, you know, like we have a national coming up. We'll get no information from the league. There'll be no information. Right. Everything that we get, we have to get from, you're right, from social media. So I guess it's impossible to escape it. But I, you you know, it's, to, just, yeah. it's the pressure. It's the pressure too of having to post all the time. And how much do you post? And when do you post? And you know, do you feel much, you have how much to? real estate? How much real estate do I post? How much do uh, I not? How much do I post to myself? How much do I post to the show? You know, yeah. why, why? Why sometimes when we post something, do a lot of people watch it and a lot of people like it? Other times I post something, it's crickets. It's like it's just mentally exhausting to me to have to. I don't know. Deal with that. Like I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm also of your generation and this older generation. I, I don't, and I know that I should, and I know I'm, what I'm doing is incorrect. I just don't weigh it. I just don't put a lot of weight in it. And I know that I should, and I know it's the way of the world. Yeah. And I know it's the way businesses work. I mean, look, there's people that have quote unquote jobs. Their only job is posting themselves to the internet. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to me. I know. And I see that. It makes me sad. I mean, God, I, and maybe it's just being in the airports too and just <laughs> seeing people on their phones all the time, just yeah. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And it's so disappointing. And, you know, I guess maybe what really made what, what hit me today was I actually read today and it was so liberating to just read. Sure. To just be in quiet and read. Like, I can't remember the last day. You and I've talked about this before, but I can't remember the last time I did that. Normally yeah. it's scrolling, it's liking, you know, it's seeing who else is like, seeing who's liked your stuff. Yeah. You know, oh, oh they just posted. Do I have to post? I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just, I don't think know, so. I think, I think it's, I just, I, I just don't like it. I really, I think it, it's, it, I think I really it's our like generation. It. I really do. I think it's our generation because a buddy of mine, like when he talks about Facebook, he's like, in your Facebook, you know, you know what I mean? It's like everything, you're not getting a true representation of who someone is. They're only going to give you the shining parts of who they are. And the yeah. people that start to say weird stuff on online and on social media and letting, letting you a little too far into their personal life, you kind of start to like, Ooh, I don't want to really be around this person. Cause obviously they're a little crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's weird. It, it is weird, but you just kind of have to take it with a grain of salt and use it for what it is. I think, I mean, I, I think that's what I try to do. I don't yeah. take anything too serious because I know no one's going to put up. Oh, by the way, my son failed failed algebra two today. <laughs> He's got to retake it. And so, like, you're not going to see that. You're not yeah. going to see the bad stuff that goes on. And right. I think people feel pressure because all they see is good. I mean, it's kind of a lie, and you kind of have to understand that people are only going to show the shining parts of themselves, right? I don't know. It doesn't. 
I can. I don't think you're being odd at all. I, like I said before, I have a number of friends that if they don't have to be on it for any particular reason work-wise, I think some of them have social media just to keep an eye on their kids. Mm. Uh, no, that was me. I, I definitely did that. Yeah. Like I was on Seriously? Snapchat. I was on Snapchat when the kids were in middle school. Um, none of my friends were on Snapchat, but I was on because they were on. Right. And I just wanted to be able to see what they were at or where they were at, what they were doing. Sure. Um, and that's it. Yeah, and, you're right. And that, yeah. I've got a buddy of mine and I know for a fact, the only reason he has Instagram, uh, I think he's all Snapchat's another one because his daughter, who's just getting ready to graduate high school, he's keeping an eye on her. And that's literally the only reason he's on. Yeah. Here's another thing. Maybe I just keep just one. Sure. Maybe just like just Instagram. Probably the best one if you're going to choose one. And you know, yeah. another thing about I it. Say that. I say that though. Kids are. And then, um, sorry, my, com- my computer might be wonky here for just a second. I'm getting some sort of weird update. But um, so hopefully no one can see this. It's like some Adobe download thing. Like, just uh-uh. away. No, I can't see it. Um, so like, all right. So, so with good with Facebook, like a buddy of mine from high school, his brother's son just became a four-time state champion in wrestling. His name is hmm. Ben, Ke- ben Keeter. He won it as a freshman. He won it as a sophomore, won it as a junior, and won it as a, as a senior in high school. So four-time state champion. Only the second in the state of Iowa to do that other than Dan Gable, who if, if you follow wrestling, you know who Dan Gable is. Right. Uh, and he's going to play football at Iowa. So, you know, I had no way of getting a hold of Brian just to congratulate him. So I use Facebook. So there is some good. I'm just saying, I don't know, maybe it's a weird topic. Just uncover. I just, uh, I just, don't think it's a weird topic. It, it really exhausts. I, I, now, this is where I would love to have the show being live and have an open chat so that people could say, yeah, Jeff, you're an idiot. Just stop talking about No, no, no. You know what you would see? And I'd be willing <laughs> to bet my life on this. You would see the people that agree with you would be, I would say, 40 and over. And then you would see, especially 35 and under, be like, you're out of your mind. I could, you know, they grew up in a world where they had to have it from the time they were a phone yeah. or a computer. Yeah. They had it. And I, I think you would see a definite, you know, generational gap there. But I mean, I wouldn't mind not having it. But at the same time, I, I do get to see friends every now and then that live across the country. I, I do get to, you know, that's kind of how I use it. Now, should I use it more constructively, especially for here? Like, you know, we post something, but do I continuously bang on it, which I probably should considering the numbers? No. And that's on me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that's, I don't know. Exhausting. I just, yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I just don't. It's well, you know what? Let, it let's, shouldn't let's, be. It, it shouldn't be as important as it. You know, we're getting ready to talk to our guest. Our guest is all about it. I bet. I was gonna say he. Let, let's let's bring in our guest because he's just he's just tall, young, handsome, smart. I mean, he's just, and I'm sure he's just is all he into young? it. So, well, I know he's tall. Is I know he? he's handsome <laughs> because I work with him. And I know he's smart because he's a mechanical engineer. So everything right. I said is facts. Right. <laughs> and he's a super great guy. But please welcome to Voter Line again by, by popular demand because we had to finish part two of his story. He is an incredible story mm-hmm. of strength and perseverance. Um, I mean, just an incredible guy. Great dad. We've talked about him before. A former ACL pro and former state champion, by the way, in the state of Colorado. Please welcome back my new ESPN broadcast partner for our ACL broadcasts, Anthony Ione. What's, What's up, up Anthony? What's happening? Yes, sir. What's happening? Uh, thanks, sorry, for, thanks, for keeping, thanks, for, thanks for keeping me up late again, back-to-back nights. It's going over really well in the house, by the way. 
Hey, you got so, the young part right wrong. I, I'm old. I, I thought I so. I don't fall into the young category anymore. <laughs> well, you, well, you're younger than me, and you and you look super young. So, so I mean, I don't know how much you of uh, of that conversation did that that you heard. I mean, d- does social media does it ever wear you out at all? I mean, does it ever bother you? Probably not. Nothing bothers you. You're 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 just like Superman. Yeah, I came in. I came in hot out of the uh, out of the work office, um, but I did catch a little bit of the end. And yeah, so that's what you guys were talking about. Was um, yeah, like like Jeff, Jeff, like, Jeff like is struggling me, with Anthony, social media right now. I, I really, I really would like to get off it, or or, or really kind of limit my use of it. I mean, at the very at the very least, I'm going to limit my use. So I apologize right now, anyone who's trying to reach out to me. Um, I, I really haven't even been on it for, I mean, I checked it today for the first time in about five or six days. I don't okay. know. I just started to, it just started to like cause me anxiety, Anthony. I just didn't, I, I just don't like, um, what I see. And I feel like I, I feel like I'm pressured to post and when do I post and how much do I post? And you post all the time and yeah. you know, Mish posts all the time. Like, it's just, I don't know. I just, I don't like, do, I, I feel like, I feel like in my life, anything I need to know, I'm going to find out. I just had a really good friend who I just found out had emergency heart surgery just about a week and a half ago, right? I didn't find that out on social media. I found it out through my friend network. I feel like everything that I need to know, I'm going to find out from my kids, from my family, from friends, from emails, from whatever. And, and so, you know, I texted him and, and, and thank God he's doing, he's doing good, but I don't know. I sometimes it just feels, does it ever feel overwhelming to you or no? Yeah. I, th- I think you said it. I think you got to limit it. So I'm one of those, I'm one of those few people. I think I'm one of the few from what I see where, especially when you're in this game of cornhole, I only have 300 friends. I am not someone out there with 5,000 friends. That's not my goal. My goal is to be really intimate or, or keep up closely with the people that I, that I follow. So if I open it up to thousands of people, I'm just, I'm not going to be able to be as intimate specifically with the, with the, uh, with, with following the cornhole players. Um, you know, what it does good for me too is, and I was one of the people that came in. I did not, I stopped using Facebook back in, Oh God, what if maybe like 14, 15 when it's, when it first came out, what brought me back to Facebook was this game. It was cornhole because yes. there's no way you can survive in the game of cornhole without Facebook. But the other yeah. value that I find with it is the use of the private groups. Um, so uh, I'm in, in my family, I'm the one that kind of keeps the family rolling to keep the family together. And it's a big family. We talk about uncle Bob, uh, my uncle, he's one of six kids. So I'm the, the, the next generation under that there's 50, 60 of us that are tight. I mean, we travel together. We, you know, book, uh, you know, vacation rentals in the mountains together. We'll spend weekends, birthday parties. So, I created a, a, a private group for the family, gosh, maybe like seven or eight years ago. And, and it's been awesome for just us to stay connected. We share photos. When I when I have a kid's birthday party, boom, the invitation goes into the private event. Only we're seeing it. I see cousins' birthday stuff, you know, their accomplishments. So we're able to stay connected just in the private groups. I have one for my family of five or the I own family of five. It's me, my, the, me and the wife and the three kids. So they can they can go on there and see every single family movie. From the time they were babies to today, I figured out how to convert them. We keep all of our vacation photos and, you know, how Jasmine is doing in college, you know, my oldest one. So I find the group's pretty helpful to, to just stay connected with, with the specific group. So, so you, you are, you are making my point for me because it's just, it's causing me anxiety and exhaustion <laughs> just listening to you. Like that's a ton of work. Like when, like, do you ever just read? Do you ever turn oh, off? Hell your, no. Who reads? That's what I mean. Hell no. 
And, and this is where it becomes a generational thing, Bernie, because it, it, exactly what you're talking about. Like, that's where I get my enjoyment in a quiet room, reading the newspaper, reading a book. And with social media, all of a sudden, I just feel like, wait a second, I never get any downtime. I'm always on, whether it's at an event or it's showing clients a house or it's doing contracts yeah. or it's doing something with the kids. Maybe, maybe, maybe stop having nine jobs. Because you have to be on social media <laughs> with all nine of those jobs, yeah, that's that's nice. that, that, that's going to cause some of the some of the friction. Well, yeah, I mean, like like Bradley Cooper, right? Bradley Cooper is is uh, is famous for for not being on any social media, right? But when you star in in ten, you know, award winning movies like Bradley Cooper, and you when have you got Oscars on your show, dollars, yeah, 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 you can do that. I mean, but he, I mean, he's famous for not doing that. He and he has said that before. Anything that he needs, he can just get through his computer. He is he, uh, zero social media. But but I, I mean, I, I, I maybe that's what I felt, Anthony. All of a sudden, I just felt like there was no downtime for my brain whatsoever because I was, oh, if, if I wasn't doing one of the many other responsibilities that I just listed, I felt like I had to be doing something on social media. All right. So does this count? I went back and forth. Here's a good example. And this is what a lot of us do. One example today, I went back and forth with Brett Guy today talking about who his two partners were going to be in the upcoming open. Does that count as reading? Because I do a lot of that. <laughs> Look, I don't, I'm not a novel reader, but I, I love I, I love magazine articles. I love short stories. I love stuff like I don't have the attention span to sit down and read, you know, 500 page novel. No I just I just don't. But give me a short story. Give me a really solid article. I, I'm reading all of that, and I'll read several of them. But I just I think it like to me, Jeff. I, I don't think your brain's turning off at all when you do that. It's actually, it's just on in a different way, but it's actually more, you know, when they've done the studies of the human mind and how it operates, your brain's working a lot more reading a book than it is looking at social media. It's just those centers when you're looking at social media are wide open, wide open, but your imagination, the other parts of your brain, it's not working. It's actually turned off. So I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm different. Uh, I'm, there is no such thing as downtime. Yeah, but I, I love it that way. Right. I'm always if I'm not doing something, looking for whatever's next. So I, I have from the minute I get up to the minute I go to bed, I am I'm tackling something. You know, there's what? always something happening. Yeah. You know why, Anthony? Because if you actually, if you took the time, <laughs> if you sat back and took the time, how nervous would that make you feel? If you just sat back, yeah. And started to out. think you would freak. Exactly. So you, you're what you're doing is essentially placating yourself by always being going because, man, what would you start to think about if you actually sat down and thought? This, this could I be just... this could be really sad. <laughs> <Can't do it. laughs> yeah. T to your point, Bernie, this could be really sad. And I just told Kathy this the other day. Um, you know what my favorite times are nowadays? Being on the plane. Because I am totally disconnected. I am totally huh. out, of, out of control. I am totally left to my thoughts. I don't listen to, well, sometimes I listen to music um, or podcast. But I love it because I'm totally disconnected. And there's, and there's nothing I can do. You know, the contract has to wait. The talk has to wait. The preparation has to wait. It's just peaceful for me to be on the plane, in the air, and no one can find me. No one. I feel you. So you're not paying for is that the. Sad? Uh, is that really sad and pathetic? So you're not paying for the no, in-air Wi-Fi. No. <laughs> I, well, I know I did. I did having to go out to Arizona because I was doing contracts, and, right. it, and it killed me because normally that was that that was that was my downtime. Like that, that was the last moment that I had. 
But we were up against a deadline. I mean, it happened last minute. Had to get it in, you know, to win the bid. Blah blah blah. I mean, um, but normally, um, I just I just like it because I, I there's nothing I can do about anything. And I, I love totally it. feel you. I totally feel you. So my plane is packing up the truck and doing like a five seven day elk hunt. So I'm big into hunting as well. Oh, when we yes. bear bury ourselves in the woods, yeah. My brain isn't off though, but it does turn off the other 97 things that I do in a day. And then I'm focused right. on just that. Love and that. then the camaraderie with your boys, there's no phone. There's, it simplifies all of your tasks for the day. You still have things you need to do and, and, and accomplishments that you want to do in the day, but it simplifies them all to the really just one thing. And it does really, it, it is, it just calms me. And I, I absolutely love it, man. I, I, I can't get enough of that. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, uh, yeah. I, I love that you can do that. I, I truly Colorado, agree. man. And you're right. And you're right. It's not. It's not turning your brain off. It's just. It's just. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, your you're brain. slaughtering yeah. living creatures. I mean, your brain's definitely working. Oh, right. burning. <laughs> burning. Jimmy McGuffin needs to come in and rescue me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of weighing on my weighing on my brain. So. I'm, I'm glad this is probably a great show to have you on for that, just to give a different perspective. So have but, you been you know, waiting all day to do this? Have you been waiting all day to have this conversation? It, it feels like it yeah. in a way. Since about 4.30, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's awesome. No, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it, it, I don't know. So I'm sorry for anyone who, who has reached out to me <laughs> on Facebook and left a message and I haven't gotten back to you. I promise I will. And See, that's the other thing. Like, I don't want people to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter and and facebook and i don't reply and i don't want them to think that i don't care because i do i i love that people are including me i i love when people tag me or at me or whatever um i just don't have the mental i don't know but you always reply capacity to always you know always be engaged every second of the day i just i don't know it's just well i'm glad you gave me the heads up because i have a post that i'm about to post uh and it's all about you <laughs> I'm being serious. It's all about you. And if you didn't respond for three or four days, you know, maybe Man. my feelings would be hurt. No, I'm just that's, kidding. That's it. Exactly. I'm the last, I'm the last, I'm the last guy to have feelings hurt. I get it. I, I'm not one of those people on, on social media that get their feelings hurt at all, at all. I know. Cause you're a but. tough son of a bitch and you're awesome. <laughs> no. But Jeff, you always reply. I mean, Jeff, I've seen the stuff that you're on and you're talking to everybody. I know that's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't I, I'm like just, the post I'm, is made and thanks if you like it, but I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I've made the post, I've put it out there. If you like it, great. If you don't. Okay. But that's, that's okay. my point. That's my point. And we, and we got to move on, but I, I feel, I feel <laughs> like, I just feel like I have to do it and I don't want to, I, I just, I just want to be engaged with people's lives, but I don't want to have to constantly like something or my stuff to be liked. I just have you always been a people pleaser, even when you were young? Am I a people pleaser? Is that what I am? It probably. sounds like it. Yeah, my daughter is. Uh, yeah, she probably got it for me. Poor girl. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take everybody deep today. Everybody's going deep today, whether you want to or not. So be ready, Anthony. We're going deep. Going all right. Deep. All right. So, all right, so we, we got to get to this. All right. So, so, Anthony, we had to bring you back on because we had multiple people who right away said, hey, you got to get part two with Anthony as soon as you possibly can. So, but before we do that, and before we dive into part two of your story, uh, real quick, uh, your thoughts on TV. You and I haven't really had a chance to talk and decompress since our yeah. Well, event we kind of did. Arizona. 
We had uh, oh, vodka we? and tacos till 3 a.m. Remember? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't remember that actually. <laughs> nice. I didn't get oh, the man. invite on that. Bernie, so you were a- there. Remember, we got back to the uh, to the Airbnb. We tried to order tacos. Oh, that's right. Oh, we got and somebody else's order. Like, that's right. That, that's right. That's right. I went to bed. I'd, I'd had enough. We yeah. started crushing the vodka. It was like 2 a.m. And Trey's like, I don't think them tacos are going to show up. So then, <laughs> so then I can't remember. Maybe it was me and you, Bernie. We started eating some old pizza or something. Oh, yeah. Old oh, oh yeah. Just awful. Just and yeah, then, like cardboard. There was like a half burrito the from earlier in the day. <laughs> Not only did the tacos show up, but it was like three other people's orders. We, yeah. we I don't, I don't know. There must got have it all. It, tacos. It, it was still there when we left. We had to empty out that refrigerator. Man, there were so many tacos. I ate so many tacos. That, that refrigerator had some kind of smell to it. <laughs> oh my god! Thumbs I up that next morning just to see if there was something still in there. Right. Oh my god! It was like dead <laughs> raccoon. I mean, it was just no awful. Doubt. No doubt, it was terrible. Hold on. While we're still here, I'm still pretty bitter about that hot tub not working. Oh, yeah, it didn't work. Get that thing working. No, we could oh. we can get the. Uh, can we got the, the power on, on, but it just wouldn't heat up. There was something wrong with the. Yeah, man, that was that was a bummer. By the way, for those listening, like Jade out there, I have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about, because because everything came together so late for the Arizona, uh, and and everything was just extremely expensive. Yeah. We had to Airbnb it, so everyone with the ACL and uh, and the and uh, ESPN Tupelo. We all had to, to stay in Airbnbs together. So I ruined with Trey. Um, Bernie, you were with Mike. Marlon yeah, and, got in bunk beds, sweet. by the way. In bunk beds, yeah. <laughs> yeah, prima donna up here sitting there with a nice queen, two queens in that room, their own <laughs> private bathroom. Wasn't I'm in bad, like this five and a half foot bunk bed where I got to go across the street to a half bed. It's ridiculous. Yeah, sometimes so those good. are the best times, Bernie. Some, if you embrace prima donna. <laughs> Oh, hey, wow. Stacy Moore didn't need a bedroom. You know, he just, wherever he wanted to go, he was going. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he gets his own bedroom knowing that he's never going to make it to that bedroom. It's just going to be on the couch. Okay. And Marlon, Marlon ended up with a with an awesome little suite out by the pool. What was yeah. that? Like a boat house old, or like a, tell a pool house? Pool, yeah, you could tell it was the old pool, like dressing room that they kind of turned in with a little day bed and something like that. They just That's dressed it. it up a little bit. Yeah. All right, we're running out of time already. So, all right, back to TV, <laughs> and, th- and then we'll get to the to part two of Anthony's story. So, real quick, recap on Arizona as far as your TV experience goes. You, you and I, we've done NBC like 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 USA Cornhole stuff, but this was our yep. first like you know I would say like major ESPN broadcast pro event. Um, you know, you know, for not that the NBC stuff was it wasn't a big deal, but th- this was was a huge event. So, what were yep. what were your thoughts? Were did did you like it? Were you excited? Were you nervous? How did it go for you? I thought it was badass. I mean, all of us were a part of it. Uh, Bernie out there doing his thing. Uh, that was fun too, like a new addition. Um, but yeah, I thought it was awesome. But, you know, I don't know how much you guys have talked about it before, but walking into this like high end cocktail party, um, it really yeah. made the pros stand out. It was cool because the pros yeah. were still in their j- jerseys. Everyone else was decked out in like you know, you know, uh, like custom Jordan shoes and like <laughs> out suits and. All the ladies look good, but then the pros really stood out, you know, walking around in their jerseys. The stage, I mean, it was kind of dark in there, but then the stage was lit up. So it really was the center of attention. Uh, I thought it was awesome, man. Um, Really wasn't really that nervous. I think this is like my, I want to say it's like my seventh or eighth time, like you were saying. Um, It was a bigger deal, but, um, you know, I, I think the more that we work together, it just becomes 
more comfortable. You know, it just becomes yeah, more comfortable. Sure. It should get easier and easier. But man, I had a blast. I had how a blast. how tough is Super Hole for you guys? Seriously, to call that and tough. make it seem so normal. Here, here's how I describe it. I have attempted to call some intermediate in competitive level matches. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's really, really hard to commentate those because when you've commentated so many pro and high level events, it's pretty, I shouldn't say easy, but when you go to shot selection and predicting shot selections, there's like one or two, two, two options that you should be choosing from. When you get to competitive and intermediate level, a lot of guys on the floor, you never know what they're going to (laughs) do. I know it should be, Gonna throw an airmail here. Nope. No airmail. Throw an airmail there. You know, you had two bags on the hole to drag with a front load block. Uh, yeah. Last bag. That's those the those bags there. are there because of a mistake, anyway. So like the. Right. <laughs> so yeah, it was hard for me. So I realized, like thirty seconds in, I looked over to, and Trey had kind of gave me a warning. He's like, "Just be a fan." Like analysis is probably going to go out the window. I looked over to Jeff and he's just talking and having, I dropped the pen. I dropped the pencil. I took off the analysis hat and it was just like, all right, let's just have fun with this. You know? So, you know what I was calling instead of calling an airmail, we're calling Fitzpatrick throwing his hat. You know, it's like, Oh, Fitzpatrick throws his hat. You know, like <laughs> that became what you, uh, what you talk about. Cause it's just more fun, you know? Well, the, 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 yeah. The reason I asked, no, sorry, Jeff. The reason I asked because Anthony, I've done stuff with you on the side. Jeff's done got so much stuff with you now on national television as well. Your knowledge is so high, but sometimes you like things to be a certain way. I mean, I, and I know you do. You like things to kind of be mapped out the way you want them to go. And so, Super Bowl, who knows, right? Like who the knows? most exciting part of that is a guy throwing his hat. Like, where do you go? Like, that's that's all on your feet. There's no planning for that. Yeah, so I, so I, I was, literally. I was literally just calling what I was seeing, you know, like um, some of the players were trying to distract each other, you know, it's like, okay, we know that's illegal, but you're just having fun with it. You know, it's just like, so-and-so is, is trying to distract his opponent. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it was fun. I actually felt it a lot less stressful, Um, you know, just, just having some fun with it. Uh, But yeah, it's not my favorite because I am, I am there to see high level play. I want to see some amazing shots and we get so deep into this game. I look forward to a, a Cheyenne versus Rosie matchup. Who's going to win it? We talk about it for weeks leading up. And then it finally happens. Like, I want to see those matches. I'm a fan yeah. just mm-hmm. just like everybody else. So I, I was, I'm more excited for those. Super Hole is an absolute train wreck for broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no other way to describe it. It is. Yeah. It's an absolute shit show. Because, because I mean, there, there is so much going on. David in the truck is trying to keep everything together. I'm trying to keep it together. You're trying to figure out what the hell to talk about because we have no idea what's going on. Yep. Uh, the players don't know what's going on. Sometimes they don't know the, the rules. And, and it, it's, it's hard to balance how much we should talk versus how much we let them just kind of take over the stage. Mm. And, and that's kind of what I found is that because you don't want to miss out on any really great Nat sound because they give some really great sound bites. When yeah. they're out there, because they're all mic'd up, but that's the problem. You got all four of them mic'd up, so between those four and you and I and and Michelle, not to mention trying to listen to David in our in our in our headset about what we're supposed to do and get in out. It's it's yeah, it's a mess. It's a show. I mean, it's yep. you know we just had the All Star Game this weekend, right? I'm watching the All Star Game with my kid, and I'm like, man, this is rough. Would you call that a shit show where there's no yes. defense? There's two hundred points. Can't watch it anymore. Bernie hates yeah. it. Yeah. Cannot watch it. It is an unwatchable product. 
Awful. Some people not, love it. It doesn't even resemble basketball. <laughs> what about, you know what I didn't see? I didn't see the celebrity game. That I was actually, it, but I, I heard it was good. It. Yeah, it was, it was actually good. not bad. So maybe yeah. it's similar where it's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's a show. It's, it's yeah. not the game. It's a show. Yeah. All right, now here's the problem. I had so many questions for you about TV broadcast because there's some really <laughs> awesome things that I want to like start this year with you. Um, but now we can't do it because because I, I, I spent so much of our time wasting my idiotic thoughts about social media and now we only have about 10 minutes left. You realize people are going to love that about this show. That's going to be what everyone talks about is the social media aspect of it. Maybe. Who knows? It's all you, man. <laughs> All right, this 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 show was maybe we just need to do this show some other time now. I'm just I'm just totally I'm just totally screwed up this whole thing. The the reason the reason we want to have Anthony and we'll try to do this in the next ten to fifteen minutes is that is that Anthony we we have to wrap up your story because again on a serious note, um you know I can talk about how social media exhausts me. That's nothing. I mean compared to what you've been through in your life, so I feel like a complete idiot, soft diva for even complaining about it now. But, you know, you you back in part one of our of our podcast with you about a month ago, you kind of basically started the, at, at the beginning. I mean, you had death to deal with. You had poverty. You had uh, drugs, um, alcoholism, um, mental health issues with your brother. Um, we, we basically got to you as a child uh, and the issues that your mom had with with relationships. Um, and then we got all the way up basically to high school where, where you're. You and your mom, I thought one of the great lines of that first podcast was, you know, your mom wasn't your mom. All of a sudden, she's your partner. And you yes. guys are trying to figure out a way to survive in this in this world that has just come crashing down on you, whether it was drugs or cancer or poverty or whatever. Like, you guys dealt with some heavy shit, like, like about as much as you possibly could. So, so I guess let's just try and pick it up from your high school days. And, and you're watching the kids. Your mom's having to work. You're having to work. You guys are doing everything you can just to survive. Um, and then all of a sudden, here you are. Like you're a mechanical engineer. You went to college. You, you're, you're, you're on ESPN. Uh, you're an athlete. Like so, so kind of fill in the gaps for us. So in high school, how did, how did you and your mom survive? How, how did you get out of that? Yeah, I would say our, our story really started to turn positive at the end of my high school. So we kind of talked about all the, the bad stuff in that first episode, but it really turned for us. Um, I'd say my sophomore, I turned 16, I was able to work. That's really where it started to turn for us. And my mom had gone back to school uh, to get her nursing degree. Uh, we had reached a point where I was able to now contribute financially to help pay get food and and pay the bills and so one piece of that was her going back like you said we were partners you know it really was partners like i can pick up some of this slack you go knock out college and for us to go to college was like what like that's just it was kind of one of those things that was a you know you take it if it's there you know it wasn't given to you it was just like hey there's an opportunity let's go do it so from 16 to 18 she knocked out her uh, my 16 to 18 age. She knocked out nursing school. Um, so from 16 to 18, we kind of upgraded to we were in really, really bad apartments. You know, I, I even remember going to my friends, some of my friends in the neighborhood. You walk into their apartments. It was like no one lived there. There's a camping chair in the in the uh, living room. There's a mattress in the back room. Nothing else. You know, those are the kind of people that we lived around. Um, but wow. yeah, 18 was huge. My mom graduated from nursing school. And you talk about someone that's probably making you know, $25,000 a year now almost doubling or tripling your income instantly. Mm-hmm. So 
I had been doing really, really well. By the time I hit 18, I think I touched on this one. By the time I turned 18, I started as a bus boy at 16 at a uh, a buffet. It was called the uh, Country Buffet. You know, you come in, you pay 12 <laughs> bucks, and people just rip through this buffet. Uh, I started there bussing tables. By the time I was 18, we kind of talked about that. I was working at a uh, five-star, four-diamond tuxedo. I wore a tuxedo. We were one of the few restaurants that actually did tableside service i would make a chateaubriand a caesar salad from scratch like a we called it a diablo but it was a dessert you know with all the fire and the flames yeah. check you serving out. really high. yeah so worked my way up to that so when i was 18 i was probably making oh man he left us hanging oh he froze yeah, Anthony. <laughs> oh there he's back he's like oh, hey. he froze at, I the perfect, at the perfect yeah. time actually you, you you said man i was making like <laughs> oh i was just saying you know uh how old am i so 25 years ago you know just waiting tables i was making over like 50k a year just waiting tables and oh going gosh. to school so i was you know i was only doing as much as i could so um mom graduated from nursing school i was doing really well and was like Hey, what do you what do you think about buying a house together? So we went in together and we bought our first house. So at 18, we bought a house. I basically had my share and then she had her share. The plan was is once she was rolling and making enough money, she would buy me out and I would go off and do my own thing. That turned around, man. The first time we bought this house, it was amazing. Just like pulling into a garage was like we're we're like crying. You know, I don't I wasn't crying, but the mom was crying. I just had this moment where it was like this is really weird because we'd live in apartments. You know, your parking lot, your parking spot might be two buildings away around the corner. You know, yeah. groceries. When you're carrying groceries from the grocery store, yeah. I mean, you're walking them across complexes to get up multiple stairs. Man, we pull into the driveway and up into the garage the first time. It was like, oh, we made it. And we only had like a, a $230,000 house. You know, we're like, oh, we made it. You know, we thought we were the shit. But um, yeah, 18 really turned around for us. Um so my mom went on, had a successful uh, nursing uh, nursing career, and she actually just retired. Um, I met my wife at 20, and really? that was about the time when my mom was ready to take over. So we were in that house for a couple years. She bought me out, and then I moved in, and me and my, me and my wife bought a house. So I had my second house by the time I was 21. Um, and at the oh same time, gosh. I'm knocking out, I'm knocking out uh, engineering school. So, Where'd you, so you, did you meet her at school then? Actually, uh, so one of the restaurants I worked in, um, so my, her, we, we nicknamed her dad the Dom guy. So she's from a different side of the of the track. So it was really weird. It was like this, you know, Aladdin, you know, and Jasmine kind of thing. I was the riffraff in the street, and um, but yeah. So she was actually a um, she was a customer, and her father would come in and he would order Dom, you know, two hundred and sixty dollars a bottle, and. You know, oh usually, you know, servicing, uh, you know, have a bunch of people there, big checks. And to me, she was untouchable. You know, she was like, yeah, that's, you know, obviously she caught my eye, but I was like, yeah, that's, that's out of my league, you know? Um, but first day I, I actually showed up to engineering school. I was the first day of school and I see her in the bookstore and she was going at the same school on the same campus. And I was like, holy shit, that's the Dom guy's daughter. You know, I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go talk to her. <laughs> that was it. Talked awesome. to her once, and that was it. So, twenty-three years later, twenty-four years later, we're we're still together. We actually have our twentieth anniversary this year. Um, so, yeah, we wow. uh, we've got three little kiddos, and uh, the the uh, engineering career 
kicked off really good and I just, just kept excelling at that. Um, yeah. So what got me into cornhole was actually when I was like, it was me, I, 22, um, 23, we had our, we had our first kid. Um, and I was a basketball player, blew out my back, had two back surgeries, screws, all kinds of hardware back there. And I thought, my, how did you do that? How did you, what'd you basketball. do to your back? Playing basketball, I, I ruptured uh, multiple discs down at the uh, in the lower part of the uh, the vertebrae, like on a L4, rebound, L5, or somebody S1. hit you. Somebody hit you just, from behind. What happened? It was really weird. Like it wasn't, and I was just playing basketball, and all of a sudden, my my right leg shut down. It was one of those things where they thought that you know I had a previous injury, and it just finally went. Um, so it was actually good timing because the kids started to roll in, the, the career was going. I really didn't have a lot of like time to put into basketball and all these other things. And I just became yeah. a, a home guy. Um, I really, uh, I actually became a, I taught myself everything there is to know about, um, like contract work, flipping homes, electrical, plumbing, exterior. I mean, I, I for 20 years, I did a lot of this side stuff cause my wife was an interior designer. So we would make little side hustle money cause it was tight when the kids were there. So I'd go in and I'd flip spaces, you know, I'd, you know, floors, wall, wall accents, you name it, flip bathrooms. Like, so I did that for, for 20 years until I found cornhole. So <laughs> Bernie, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. So when I found cornhole in, in 2017, I, I, I basically kind of started to turn off all of the, uh, all of the um, like flipping of spaces and making money there. And then that was it guys. Uh, just like anybody else. First time you pick up a bag at, in 2017, uh, I just had a, I just couldn't get enough. Became the Colorado state champ in 2019, went pro in 2020. And then here we are, Jeff, we're, we're messing around on uh, the, all three of us. Now we're all messing around on ESPN. It, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane how it played out. All right. We we've only got like four minutes left. And again, it's my fault. Um, <laughs> it's, all right. So, so is your mom still alive? Yes. Yeah. Mom's still alive. Uh, she's actually seven minutes up the road just retired and she is awesome right now because she's to the point where she's like, I got all this free time. And I'm like, I don't have free time. So she's like, I got the kids, you know, when we go to Arizona, Hey mom, I'm gonna be gone for, for three days. Got them. No worries. So yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's coming in. It's really coming into play. And she's, uh, she's hanging out with the kids quite a bit. So, so me and the, now, what about, what time. about your brother and sister was it was it two sisters i can't remember were you raising yeah, three? your so, brother and two sisters yeah I, I didn't want to be more depressing jeff uh there's a lot of other crap in there but my brother uh, did commit suicide like um five years ago now already so yeah we lost him like five years ago he was the one that had the he was diagnosed with the mental disorder we talked about the, yeah. the first episode struggled with that his whole life finally got the better of him he actually committed suicide like five years ago and then the sister that we adopted um, two daughters married, actually my best friend, she married my best friend's brother. So in, in some way we're kind of still connected by, by fam, by, by friendships. So, um, yeah. so yeah, she went on to have a, a successful, uh, she got through the leukemia and got into remission oh, okay. and then went on to have two kids of her own. So that was a good story. Wow. As well. How old was your brother? 29, I want to say 29, 30, right in there. Yeah, twenty nine thirty. So, so quite a bit younger than you then. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit. That and that's how it kind of played out. I was I was much older than the other ones. That's why I was kind of the one that my mom leaned on. Um, yeah. I was ten years older than my sister, eight years older than my brother, 
And I was kind of the one that she leaned on to, we just had to do it. You know, you just had to partner up to, to get through it. And you're almost like another, a surrogate parent. Yeah. You're, you're a surrogate parent that way. Anyway, they, I mean, I think yeah. most studies say if you're beyond five years, it's really not even a brother sister relationship at that point. It's more like an uncle. You, yeah. You, you really become more of a surrogate parent once you get. Yeah, it sucks. There, there's definitely some downsides to it, Bernie. Like you never want to, as a parent, you never want to be on a partnership level with your kids, you know, right. because it just really jacks with the relationships that way. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you're still a parent, but so in in some way, if your kid's helping to pay rent, you lose you lose some leverage, you know, you lose yeah. the ability to, to get, you know, get in your ass a little bit. Like, yeah, you can't get in my ass. I just paid the rent. Like, you know, so it was a weird, luckily she didn't have to deal with that with me too much. Um, but yeah. Yeah, mom, I'm that. staying out. Sorry. Yeah, it's not the way to go. It's not the way to do it. <laughs> well, that's an amazing story, Anthony. I'm glad we were able to kind of wrap it up. Sorry we had to do it so quickly, but I mean, I'm just sitting here shaking my head because I mean, Bernie, how many, how many people have you ever met where the son puts the mom through college? Not a lot. I, that, that would have to be the one that I do know. I, I mean, I, I was lucky. I came from a pretty privileged background, had my own issues, yeah. but never had to worry about, you know, the, the monetary side of things. Yeah. my parents Until, until recently. <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate. I mean, uh, the gig helped a lot. I mean, I, I paid cash semester, semester to get myself through college. But if I didn't have, I hadn't worked my, that job was really big for me. You know, it was at night, I was able to go to school in the day and I was paying cash semester by semester. So it all worked out. However, it worked out, it worked out best for me and my mom. And we look back on it now and it's like, those days are behind us. We're look, we're looking ahead. We don't, we know we're not, we're not dwelling so, on so the past. Real quick. Sorry. We got like 10 seconds left, literally. So just real quick. Do you ever have bad days? Do you always keep a positive mindset? Oh no, I, I have bad days too, but I'm, I stay pretty positive. Uh, I, I don't, I don't stay low long. You know, half a day. And even if you know, if me and the wife get in a fight or something like that, um, half a day we got we we're moving on. Like that's life's too short. I, I don't dwell on that stuff. Yeah, absolutely love that. Hey, Anthony, sorry we got to run, but uh, thank you so much, especially for making time. I know you had to work today, but I uh, can't wait to see you again. Great job on the broadcast, and thanks again for coming on with us, bud. Thanks for having me, guys. See you, brother. Appreciate it. All right, Anthony, I own what a great role model. All right, we got to roll. We are out of time and too late as it is. Went fast. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, buddy. All right. Bye, everybody.